Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Enzo Militia episode three. Uh, well, Jake, week one's over, and um, was it the expectations we were expecting coming out of this? For Liberty and Tenora, absolutely. Um, the rest of the other teams, not so much. Or, eh, kinda. So, real quick, uh, we're gonna give two shout-outs. Uh, first one is to Zebediah Orr. Um, the man is the is a very well known in the LC community for being the Liberty PA announcer. Um, he called us. <laughs> you guys sound like escaped patients from a mental institution. <laughs> so Zeb, we thank you for the compliment. Um, you're you're just a legend. You're just a legend, man. Got just a legend. What do you guys say about that, Jake? I'm glad he was laughing. Oh yeah, that was. I think that's the whole entire point of this show in the first place. Yeah. And the other one is to a legendary, a legend in the Liberty Center community, Mr. Norm Zeiter. The man's a legend. I uh, requested this too, and um, well, obviously, if you don't listen to Mr. Norm Zeiter, uh, you know the bad things are going to happen very soon. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Really, really, You'll end up missing. It'll be like the Clintons got to you. Yeah. You really. <laughs> you really don't want to mess with the Zeiter family. You really don't. They're. They're scary. They're a scary bunch. That's a joke, by the way. They're not. They're very nice people. Very nice. Very people. nice. Uh, and also, uh, a real quick apology. Uh, if you guys don't, if if you guys didn't see our, the post on social media that I had, um, we apologize for the foul language that we done for the last two episodes. <laughs> um, uh, just based on uh, public opinion and uh, the reviews that we were told about, like people were telling us it's it, it's a good show and all that. Just didn't like, just didn't like our language that we were using, so um, we so we decided to change that up a little bit. So we're going to be less uh, um, really saying anything really bad. So do apologize on that one. With that being said, we're going to jump into uh, the week one results here. Uh, we're first going to start off with the GMC, and this was not a surprise. And we're over Mount Pillar, forty-seven nothing. That that was a kind of, that was, that was expected, wasn't it? Choo choo. Montpelier to Pound Town. Choo choo! Literally. <laughs> um, here's one for it. a little shocker for us. Uh, Edgerton over Eden, 34-22. Was not expe- I was not really expecting that, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, neither was I. I was expecting Edgerton to Eden these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, I guess Eden just lost that, that much talent. But, really did. But, but also, it is week one. They're still trying to find... Most teams are still trying to find what they can work with. That is true. Week one uh, jitters are real. Yes, indeed. Uh, we uh, we go over to Arlington versus Paulding. Now, somehow, even Paulding without Paulding without having a head coach, they still somehow managed to score. But did they win? No. Twenty-one to twelve. Uh, Twenty-one to twelve. Arlington. Um, now, how do you score twenty-one to twelve, and the other team doesn't even have a head coach? That should be a blowout. Yes, indeed. I, I I don't really understand that one really. So that kind of tells us what how Arlington is right now. Not that not that good. That I would I would have taken advantage of the other team not having a head coach. I would have slaughtered man. I would have been I've, like, these guys don't even have a head coach. They're gonna be so disorganized. Let's destroy them and let's go home. They should. I don't think they tried to do the Ryan Day tactic. Just show no mercy. And just get the stars out there. That's the only way to play. <laughs> All right, I like that. I like that. And uh, we're gonna go to the one that actually kind of stood out for us. Uh, Wayne Trace over Fort Recovery, eighteen fourteen. Yeah, that, that was a hard-fought game by Wayne Trace. Yeah, on Fort. If you guys hear that background, we got a nice storm coming outside, and oh man, it sounds ferocious. You I sure that you. wasn't from under your rear end? <laughs> I'm positive. I'm positive. Uh, but yeah, uh, that kind of tells us that the rate, the ratings could actually kind of might might be a legit contender this year for the GMC. They title. could be possibly. Uh, we'll get. We'll actually talk about them. Were they one of our? Uh, they, I think. We, um, uh, we, sleeper teams. I think we considered. Or was it Ant- they were Antwerp. the runner. They were the runner, the runner uh, behind Antwerp. Antwerp. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about Wayne Trace later. Uh, later in the show, actually. Uh, we go marching over to the NLL. First, uh, 
this was this was expected, but um, I think our um, my, our I think my prediction was the closest with the Clay Mommy game. Uh, Clay winning over Mommy forty to thirteen. I think I said they were gonna win fifty six seven or something like that. Something like that. This is something. It was very fly, close. Eagles fly. Yes. Be free. And I think that's probably gonna be Clay's only few wins that they have. They're gonna get this year because Clay's not that good. I believe they hadn't been that good for a while. Yeah, but they are a school out in. An area where they do have talent. Yes. So they could be good. So they could be the Brian Golden Bears, just in a different area. Yes. Okay. Um, we go. Uh, we got the. This was a defensive battle. Now this is a. This is a game that I would absolutely love. Most people in today's generation will absolutely say, "Oh, it's." We don't know statistically. We have no idea because we couldn't find. We looked it up. We looked everywhere. Could not find it anywhere. Unless we really wanted to pay uh, a subscription uh, to a paper that's out there, and I don't remember, don't even remember the name of it. Um, AW over the Trojans nine to six. Now, was it a defensive battle and offenses just were just shut down, or was just the offense just that bad? I'd imagine it had to be a defense and special teams battle. Yeah, I, I, I can believe that. But obviously, neither team scored a field goal. Or an extra point, I yeah, mean. Yeah, an extra point. Yeah, an extra point. Yeah, so, that, so with that being said, Finley's actually... Finley, Finley's a really good team. They are. They are, they are, they are a solid team. Um, so, with that being said, so AW could be uh, a very threatening team uh, on the defensive side of the ball. If they keep play, playing like that, absolutely. Yes. Um... Here's a shocker for you. I don't think any of us were expecting this one. BG over Lake and a shutout, 35 nothing. That, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. BG has had a reputation of being terrible. Except that one year. Except that one year. And Lake has a reputation of being mediocre to decent most of the time. And uh, they, they got shut out, and that was... Uh, Quite a shocker to everyone. Yeah. BG might be the real deal this year. Or Lake is just really, really, really bad. bad. Yeah. Well, also, what well, was a nice place to play on is a very nice place. Very it, nice yeah. Place. Never forget when we dumpster dive them. Anyways, um, we got another close one. This did not go in the NLL's uh, favor. Uh, Dublin Jerome beats Perrysburg by three points. And I want to guess it was probably a game winning field my guess yeah um the pa- paper wise we did they did have it in the paper but this the, their stats um weren't set they didn't get their stats in time um before they printed everything out so unfortunately we couldn't get the stats because otherwise we would otherwise um we'd be able to talk a little bit more about it um but with that being said though um no go no no uh, go figure A.W. and Perrysburg both came down to the final... Both of their games came down to the final wire. Yeah. So, kind of tells us how where A.W. and Perrysburg sits right now. So Two both, teams in the NLL that are top tier and could be very, quite a threat to that league. Very. And obviously, like we said in the first episode, uh, that Perrysburg and A.W. always run... are mainly the alphas. They always battle out for the league title every year. Yeah. And the other one, the other teams, sometimes they they show that sometimes they got a shot at it, but then um, they just get obliterated um, pretty quickly. Um, we're gonna go to uh, Sylvania Northview overweight. That was not a surprise. Thirty three fourteen in Northview's favor. Um, well, we all know the those those Toledo schools aren't the greatest, so. Nope. Those not, kids don't want to play. They're just on a team to be on a team. Yeah, um, it's not really saying much, really. So I would say uh, week two, uh, whoever Northview is playing next week. Um, Might be more of a competition. Will be more competition. Uh, same thing with Sylvania Southview. 70-7 over Rogers. That's not a surprise, really, either. Um, Rogers, they may be fast, but majority of the time, though, they're not very organized majority of the time unfortunately they have that they have the talent there they're just not um didn't they have a coach from uh that graduated from liberty there uh yeah uh that was vincent pop 
well, everyone called him Vinny, uh, Vincent Pospisil. That's right. Uh, dude, he, I think he was, oh, I, uh, I think it was my, was, when was the last time we scrimmaged Rodgers? Was that my junior or senior year? Mm, I think your senior year. Was it my senior? Because I remember Aaron got injured in that in that game. I think he was, it might have been was your in, senior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, uh, I always made jokes about uh Aaron being um the LC uh West Welker uh if who's whoever doesn't know West Welker will go look him up um. <laughs> And we got the the main event of the NLL, um, the winners of the Ship Bowl, <laughs> the Defiance Bulldogs. I we expected Defiance to win this game. Yes, we don't like Napoleon at all. And I predicted a twenty-one-seven Bulldog victory, and the Bulldogs beat Napoleon twenty-eight to seven. Now. Does it mean that Defiance football is back? No. No. We don't know yet. Are they better than Napoleon? Yes. yes. Do they have the River Rock once again? Yes. yes. But who technically owns it? Us. Us. <laughs> so, um, with, so, um, Defiance going coming into this game, I I feel like a decent amount of people were down in Defiance, but in my personal opinion, I wasn't because they have Coach Cooper there. Yeah. And Cooper has shown. I believe he was at he was at Bryan when they were really good. Uh, I believe in two thousand eleven and twelve. I want to say, um, he turned Wasion's dumpster fire program back into a winner. And obviously, we all know what happened in twenty eighteen with him, unfortunately. Yeah. And then goes over to Defiance as uh, Kevin Klein's assistant for I want to say two years. I want to say I want to say two years. I think he might be right. Two years. Yeah. Um. And then after that, I th- and after that, Klein stepped down, and Cooper got the job. And well, he's so far he's shown that he can beat Napoleon. Now, when he was at the coach at Wasion, I think he was even Steven with Napoleon record wise. I think he might have been two and two, or maybe more on that. Not one hundred percent sure, but I do know he has a lot of experience uh, going against Napoleon because um, in two thousand twelve, in the two thousand twelve area. Um, Brian did play Napoleon as an off-league team. That is right. Before um, Napoleon picked up Liberty Center, I want to say what did that been? The series started in fourteen or thirteen or fourteen. Mm. I want to say because I know we played them um, fifteen, guaranteed, and and so on. I'm trying to think, so two thousand so yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 sure on that. I don't remember, but I do know the series. I think it might have been 14. 14. 14. Yes, I think 2016 was the third year playing Napoleon. And we beat them triple overtime, didn't we? That game. Because, yeah. Because the first the first two times we beat we played them we lost. Yeah. And ever since then we've beaten them every year. Yeah. Um. But uh, but statistically a lot statistically, uh, Napoleon and Defiance were very equal on. And everything really on both both sides of the ball, both teams were very consistent, uh, almost even Steven yards wise and everything. Um, the only one that really stood out is that Defiance had 22 first downs versus Napoleon 17, and Napoleon did have one turnover in that game. So that, that cost could, him the game right there. So it could it could have it could have been a momentum it could have been a huge momentum shift uh, with a turnover. Yeah, it's just one turnover, but hey. That can change the whole entire outcome of a game. And you got to keep moving the sticks if you want to keep that ball in possession. Absolutely. So, so Napoleon didn't get their keys to victory right there. No, they did not. They did not get. Their didn't keys secure to the ball and didn't move the sticks. All right, so we're going to march over to the NWL real quick. Ooh. Um, so we're going to start with the with uh, the bottom. We're going to just move our way up here. Uh, no surprise here. Evergreen beats North Baltimore forty-eight nothing. Um, that's not really that's not really much saying. Really, anything really? No, because I don't think North Baltimore is not any good than Evergreen, right? I no. don't believe so. And I believe they haven't. I heard that they got a new head coach, another new head new head coach. So, Evergreen? Yeah. So that's going. So it's going to be very interesting over in the Greenlands of Evergreen. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> but, um, um, this was no go. This is not a shocker. Um. 
Swatting kept their tradition, except they didn't do their they didn't do the Gibsonburg one and done. They did um they didn't do anything really. They lost thirty four <laughs> nothing to Rossford, which Ooh. was not a surprise at all. No. Um so that kind of tells us where Swanton sits right now. Um not very good. Not at all. Um we got <laughs> probably the worst get probably the worst loss league wise. Uh, the Brian Golden Bears lost to the Cougars of Van Wert 63-28. So it was almost that was an ex- a slaughter. It was almost an exact repeat from last year's game. Because the Golden Bear because I think this was a similar score, just a little bit different. Van Wert's coach got the right idea. Keep the starters in and keep killing them. Yeah, that's that's exactly what they did. That's exactly <laughs> what Van Wert did. And I don't give him a call. See if he wants another coaching job. <laughs> he can be an assistant coach at Liberty. <laughs> okay. He can be the offensive coordinator. Hey, that, that's towards Casey's offense. Casey's the head coach. Yeah, we're, he, we're converting Liberty to NFL now. Okay, valid. You need valid. a head coach, offensive coordinator, and a defensive coordinator. True. Sorry, Coach Muller. Um, we got Hamler uh, being in Hicksville 56-8. That's not a surprise, really. No. That's not that's not a statement win or anything really. Hicksville has been they've been terrible for a long time for a long time ever since um oh I wanna say when Dawson Dales and um Donnie Johnson were still in school, that's when Hicksville was still a solid team. Yeah. Um but I think ever since after that year they hadn't done anything ever, ever since then. No. Um so that kind of sit, so that kind of tells us where Hicksville sits in the GMC right now. Not, it's not looking very bright for uh, the Aces. Uh, here's a close one that um, I don't, I wasn't really ex- kind of expecting, but really wasn't. Uh, the Panthers of Delta over the Pilots, twenty-two nineteen. So That's solid game right there. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a very solid game. They were runners up for the Ship Bowl of the week, but um. That is- Glad we didn't pick them because that was a better game than what Defiance and Napoleon put up. Yeah, so that so with that being said, uh, that kind of shows us that Ayersville could, even with the new head coach and a new system, they could play pretty well. But also it's against Delta, but we all but also we give credit to Delta that they're slowly rebuilding their pro their football program. Yeah. So same thing with Ayersville. Ayersville's been trying to rebuild since 2016, um, and also uh, with uh, Chris Dale stepping down. Um, at the at the end of the season last year, um. So with that being said, so I think Arizona might could be a sleeper possibly, but it's too early to say right now because we don't because it's only week one. Yeah. So we really can't we really can't say anything until probably week four or week five when we get into uh into the meat of the of the season. Yes. Uncle Spanky came to town, and we, <laughs> I think we called this one, I think everyone can call this one, 59-7 to Indians over the Apaches. Ooh, um, that's a blowout. And uh, the the Wauseon scored 39 points in the first half alone. That's running clock territory. That is, that is running clock territory, so... Um, but also, like I said, like we all said, like I said though, um, Fairview is not supposed to be good at all for a while because they they got a new head coach right now. Um, the talent well went dry, so they're just working with whatever they got left, really. And I believe that's a very young Fairview team, so I would say give it a year or two, and they could and Fairview football could be pretty dangerous. Yeah, possibly. I hope so. Fairview used to be a really good team. Yes, and. Uh, uh, very nice. My dad absolutely hates them. I, I, can't, I still can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we go over to uh, the Blue Streaks of Archibald going o- uh, winning over the Genoa Comets, 35-14. That was, a, that was an, expected, um, an expected win uh, for the Blue Streaks. Uh, the Genoa Comets, ever since 2018, ever since that faithful, historical, Millbury miracle on a 4th and 25, Ever since that game, they have not been the same since. They, you know, I remember Casey Muller saying, in the locker room, the bus stops here. Yes. Well, quite literally. 
literally. The bus stopped there, and yes. that bus has ne- I've never taken Genoa anywhere else because uh, they have <laughs> not showed up to a single game since. Yes, even with the sixteen uh, team playoff, uh, they did go. Did they did make the playoffs? They they won their first game, but after that, um, they got slaughtered. Like er, that, what's expected? In my personal opinion, if you're between, if you're a seed between the eleven and sixteenth seed in the playoffs, you don't belong there. You, no. really, you don't. You really don't. You don't deserve to be there. So if you make playoffs and you're in that, if, the only way you can prove me wrong is be a top seed team and prove that you're actually worth it. You're actually worth it. Now if you're a max school, that's expected. If you're if you're in those seat in that seat type, you can't sleep on the max school because the no. max because like the saying goes, you're more likely to win the state title than win the MAC. Yeah. So um but like like I said though, they main I want to say mainly the reason why the two main reasons because first off it's money, and second of all it's because Gibsonburg wouldn't stop complaining. Yeah. And um, so far, from my knowledge, I don't think Gibsonburg has won a playoff game yet. Have they even showed up? No. <laughs> Shout out to Gibsonburg for doing that. You screwed up two a days, so they're all they're all weird and don't seem right. Yeah, and the and the, defi- the traditional defiance the playing game uh, is no longer on played on Thursdays anymore. So that's uh we thank Gibson. Well, I'm kind of happy for that. That was <laughs> stupid to have it on a Thursday. Hey, it gave us mo- it gave the Tigers uh motivation because they always chanted beat LC all the time. True. So uh, real quick for uh, stats wise, uh, player wise that stood out to us from Archibald, uh, Carson Dominic, uh, the. The stud running back out of Archibald, uh, 24 attempts, 154 yards, and scored Archibald's last three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's really good. So, uh, so from the from the hype that he's ha- that people have been talking about him with uh, going into the season, so far he's lived up to it. But also, it was against Genoa. Um, he I may w- be a threat for the NWAL. Pop, yes, with that, including with a full line, a full experienced line coming back. Yeah. So their running game could be really dangerous. And same thing, same thing with their air raid attack. Um, uh, Cade uh, Brenner, um, 17 for 27 at passing attempts, 213 yards passing, and a touchdown. Ooh. So, um, it, so Archibald knows they can run. They know they can pass. So, um, no caps. So I can see why now um, Archibald was picked to win the league now. Yeah. But current, but also like I said, it was against the Comets. That, and also, it's only week one, so um, anything can really happen. Who do they play next week? Uh, they play. Give me a second, real quick. They play Saint Henry, a Mac school. So Ooh, that um, could be more of a challenge for them. Yes. Um. So, but also though, uh, Archibald has shown they can beat the Mac, a Mac school. Um, I think the trend uh, at the time. Um, Coldwater was claimed to be un- unbeatable uh, majority of the time, but um, ever since Archibald upset them that one year in the playoffs, um, Coldwater has shown that they can be beaten. Yes. So, th- so in my personal opinion, Coldwater is one of the beatable Mac schools. It- even though it's a Mac school, but they've shown that it- if you show up with your A game and you play and all the way through, you're going to beat them. Yeah. So... And now we're on to the Liberty Tenora game. Jake, was this expected, or were we expecting a bigger score than this? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting a little bit of a bigger score than this. Um, but you know, Casey plays it safe. He on fourth down when he was like he, he plays it safe. It's fourth down. He wants to punt it. But you know. Us being Liberty guys, we're we're very fond of go for it. Zero one trap right up the middle. It's guaranteed, <laughs> which it always is. It, it really but is. Casey plays it safe. We, we punted. I think if we would have ran the ball on those fourth downs, it easily would have been I, in the fifties. We, we did get a fourth and goal on the one yard line. We decided to go with the, with the field goal. I think he was really looking forward toward the running clock than uh, scoring a touchdown. Which I understand that. But it, but it also, was fourth and one. Zero one trap. Just, just 
Yeah. Give the ball to Orr Cruz. Yeah, and it, and it shows that we can show we, we were shoving that ball down their throat all game long. Yeah. Now I w- now at the beginning on the opening kickoff I was a little concerned with that fumble right with, away with, with that fumble right yep. off the bat. I was very concerned on that. But then shortly after that first play we run a QB blast and there goes Zane. Still don't know why he didn't run straight ahead. But um, he ran to the outside. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, if he would have kept running, he would have at least got ten more yards. My bad. I forgot to say uh, the. Or the way the defiance announcer says, uh, Zane Zeter. Take it back right now. Sounds awful. I don't like it. Don't don't disrespect QB1 like that. I'm sorry, Zane (laughs) Zeter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so with that, with that, um, Tenora's offense only had 92 total yards the whole entire game. Now, the one thing that caught me off guard, they went five wide. On their first two drives of the game, clearly did not help them. No, it did not, and I just it just threw me off. Like I wasn't expecting Tenora to come out five wide trips quads. Was not expecting that. They did try to exploit um, Liberty's weaknesses, but we knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, give credit to the coaching staff on being uh, preparing the players for that. Um, uh, offensively for Tenora, really, uh, 69 passing yards. 69 passing yards, you say? Yes, yeah, 69. Ooh. Nice. And <laughs> same thing for rushing yards, 69 yards rushing. 69 rushing yards? Yes, that's the team to beat right there, Tenora Rams. <laughs> Man, we are bad. <laughs> um, Liberty um, center-wise... <laughs> 420, 420 yards. Oh, 420. <laughs> That's the new team to beat right there. <laughs> yes, 420 yards total offense for the for the Tigers. Uh, Zane Zyre, 6 out of 10 um, passing attempts with 86 yards and a, tut- and a tutty. Um, five attempts rushing, uh, 56 yards, and his longest run was probably the opening QB blast that he had that went for 39 yards. That was a solid run. Uh uh, Matt Orr being the beast he is, being the wrecking ball, going down the middle, just showing you who's boss. And I, th- I, if I recall correctly, he gave out a few ferocious stiff arms out there. I think so. I yeah, he, think he, he might be right there. Yeah, he was. He made. He made sure he. And also, don't forget about that one. That one hit. He came right through, untouched, unblocked, and yeah. blitzed the freaking. After that hit, you can clearly tell that court to Norris quarterback did not want to be there. No. And was that the one that kept on taking his helmet off? No. No, nah. Who was that? What number was that? Was that four? Four. Four? Four. Two is their quarterback, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we can probably guess on who's the uh, toxic one in, the, in that locker room, I guess. Um, anyways, Matt Orr, nine attempts, 115 yards, and two tutties. Woohoo! And uh, defensively, 12, ta- 12 total tackles on the defensive side of the ball. So, that's quite a few. So, Matt, so, the, so that tells you the line was doing their job. They yeah. were doing their job very well. Um, also defensively, you got Trenton Cruz uh, with 11 tackles right behind uh, Matt Orr. And I believe Trenton – is Trenton the – is he the DB one or is he the the other – or is he the twin? I'm not I, sure. Because I can't remember the – I really – I have a hard time remembering them. I, I don't know. I just know Every time I ever see they're the, triplets and I don't know the difference between them. Well, there's two that are identical twins, and the one sticks out because he doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's its so hard to keep track of those guys. And uh, Colton Cruz, um, five attempts, 82 yards rushing, a touchdown, two receptions, 23 yards on receiving, and a touchdown. So, um, so, Cruz, so Colton has shown that he can be a threat um, in the passing game and the running game, which is a plus... Because um, we are passing wise, we just we just don't do that. We just don't throw the ball. No. Like, well, we started throwing the ball a little bit more, but we rarely do that. It's 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 rare. It's extremely rare. Um. So we're gonna go over to the WBL now. Uh, St. Mary's over London, forty-two thirty-one. So our predictions for that game were way off, way off. We were expecting a, a low-scoring game. But St. Mary's came on top, 42-31 over London. And, um, well, unfortunately, the stats weren't brought in in time for the paper. 
So we can only assume that St. Mary's has brought their a, their a game for that one. Yes. Um. So with that, so St. Mary's has shown that they are also their majority of the time they are a contender. They went ten and three last year in the conference. Ten and three last year during the season, and uh, shown that they they can also they can play ball. So uh, we'll have to probably keep an eye on uh, St. Mary's a little bit more. Um. The other one. This was a shock. This was a little shocker to me. Eastwood over OG 17-0, which I was not expecting that at all, to be honest with you. I was expecting at least OG to score something. Yeah, I was expecting OG to actually come up with a win. They're usually a pretty solid team. Yeah, the, they could have had the week one jitters. They could have. That could. They could have. That but, could be it. But we don't know because... We didn't go. The only yeah, the only WBL uh, stats we really have is the Napoleon Defiance game. That's it because the other ones didn't get didn't come in in time, unfortunately. But uh, Marion Local, well, Marion Local does did what Marion Local does. They dominate, win. dominate, and win. That's all they do. They took. Oh wait, no, Marion Local. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. That's my bad. Correction, Eastwood. Eastwood. I forgot. Uh, that we were going to go to that one next. Um, Eastwood, um, they shown that they're they're just good. Um, that's a, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is embarrassing. Um, anyways, uh, Eastwood, they're out of Genoa's league. Shown that they also they're known for dominating people also. So that's a so OG we might have OG might not be as good as we think they are going to be. So yeah, all right. So out, now on to Marion Local. Uh, Marion Local over Wapak Canada, twenty-one to seven. Um, Battle of the Titans. Literally, um, like I, like we said earlier, before we realized that I realized I screwed up a little bit. Um, Marion Local did what they do, dominate. Took them right behind the woodshed. Even though it was, even though it's kind of a little scoring game, but it shows us that Marion Local is most likely another state contender again, like yeah. they are, like they are every year. So. Um, here's a bold here's a bold statement. Marion Local will lose one game this year. And that'll be in the playoffs. I think it will be in regionals. That is Boom. bold. It is a bold. That is very bold. Yes. I really I think it would have I think for once Marion the the king of division seven football. Here's an even bolder fall. statement for you. Van Wert will lose first round of playoffs. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, really? Yep. Really? Yep. All right. To the people who are listening, if we have anyone listening now. Um, if our predictions are wrong, get in contact with us. You'll get a Wendy's 4 for 4. Or a cheeseburger. Or something like that. Who knows? All right. Lima Central Catholic over Shawnee. And I believe you have them in your top four on the Militia 5. Is that Shawnee? Correct? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um... I don't think they're number four anymore. Mm. Um, lost to Lima Central Catholic, twenty-seven to seven. <laughs> so they, so Shawnee did not show up for this game. Um, Lima Central Catholic. This I believe these are the Thunderbirds. This is the same team that kind of pulls a Gibsonburg. They don't complain. They win, but once they make playoffs, they go one and done or two and done. I remember. I believe my senior year, they got upset by the Pat by. A, Fairview, ooh. So, I so that so that's a that's gonna be interesting. Um, we really don't follow Lima Central, but uh, they might be pretty damn good. This they might be good this year. Um, given that the W most of the WBL teams are very competitive and very hard to beat. Yes. Um. So we'll we'll pay attention to that. We got cold water over Ketton, thirty-seven to two. Ooh, now I want to know how how did uh, Kenton get that safety? I'm willing to bet five bucks in a jar of pickles that it was a snap over the head over the punter's head. You know what? You heard it here first, folks. Markle will owe you a jar of pickles and what? Five dollars. Five dollars. If you can give us proof of that stat that he just claimed, and if you prove him wrong, he will give you a jar of pickle and pickles and five dollars. 
So uh, I won't even get, get on that right now. <laughs> I want to see Mark will hand out a jar of pickles and five dollars. And mind you, I will one up it, and I will let you pick the pickles that Markle has to buy you, <laughs> so you can get that name brand stuff. <laughs> okay. Bleed that poor man dry. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, Coldwater has shown that they they're gonna play they're gonna play this year. But um, the only thing is though, um, it was against Kenton. Kenton, I believe what we say they didn't play they didn't win a game last year, so. Not really saying much, but it just shows that the Mac they showed Merle Mercy. I was a ho- I was hoping for it. You know, Kent power. sounds like Kent. You know, Kent State. You know what that saying is in Kent mm. at the university. Kent that- read, Kent write, can't remember last night. <laughs> well, obviously in this case, Kent win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Uh, we got Elida over Spencerville, thirty-one uh, nothing. Um. So I believe I had I think my preseason predictions that I totally forgot about that we made. Um, we had Elida going five and I had Elida going five and five this year, and Spencerville was one of them to win a victory a victory over them. But also Elida, um, they're kind of the mid they're kind of mid majority of the time. Yeah, mediocre. Um, so they're so it's not so it's not a very big it's not a statement win or anything like that. So. Um, it, but the thing is, though, that shows us that Elida can play, but also I don't think Spencerville's really that good. No. So, uh, so uh, I think we would need to start backtracking a, a sleeper team that we picked. Um, Lima Bath loses to New Bremen, twenty-eight nothing. They got shut out. Um, so we got so we might have to backtrack on that one. Um. So that kind of tells us where Lima Bath is sitting right now. We said they had a lot of experience coming back on the offensive side of the ball, but I don't think that experience is really being uh, utilized. Yeah, it's if you have if you have a majority of your stars back on offense, you would think they'll be good, right? At least score something. Yeah. So I mean, heck, Kenton scored a safety. <laughs> At least get some points on the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know how that happens. Like, how does that happen, Jake? Can you explain that to me? I don't know. I know there's a rule somewhere that you can score one point other than yes, an the one, extra point. The one point, I believe it's the one point safety. Oh, no, the one point, um, oh, how does it work? I remember that. I remember this. I would like to see that come up in a game. It actually did happen years ago. The last time it happened uh, was, I believe it was a, go figure, a Texas game. In college, um, I think they went for they went to kick the field goal, got blocked, and went for a touch and went back and got it, and then they reviewed it because they thought it was two points. It's a one point, so I don't exactly know how. Like it's a rare it's a rare thing that it happens. It's extremely rare. So. Um, I would yeah. like to see one of those happen in this area before I die. That would be nice. It would be nice to see. Would I would like nice. to see a total shutout. I want to see like high scoring game, and then the team that's being shut out gets a one point on the board. <laughs> that would be nice to see. That would be pretty funny. That would complete my bucket list right there. Oh well, yes. All right, we're going to go to the last team of the WBL, the Salina, uh, uh, losing to Versailles, thirty-one to six. I believe they lost that. Sa- I think that was the same score for them last year against Versailles. So they had a repeat of what happened last year, I believe. So that kind of tell the last three teams we talked about. Uh, well, the last four teams we talked about at the WBL, um, they're not ready. No, they're not ready. So, so it could be a rough. It could be a very rough season for them. For those oh, four, especially for since they're in the same league with. Papakaneta and uh, Van Wert. Yeah, and St. Mary's. And yep, St. Mary's and Shawnee. Yeah, so it's going it's to be, be a slaughter. It's going to be. It's going. There's going to be a lot of blood. Slim pickings. Very slim pickings. Um, all right. So we're going to go to the week two games that caught our eyes that going into this week. So the here. So we're just going to go on what we expect. Um, how they're going. To, how these teams are going to prepare to uh, go against each other. Um, we're going to just going to start with the GMC first. Uh, we got the Raiders. 
again playing Hamler. So Hamler. Hamler. No one likes Hamler. Um, both teams are coming off a victory. Um, Wayne Trey's coming over Fort Recovery and Hamler going getting a victory over GMC foe uh, Hicksville. Uh, so Wayne Trey's they played Fort Recovery. They got slaughtered the last few the last few seasons. So Wayne Trace could could possibly uh, compete with uh, Hamler. They could. Um, I hope so. I oh, hope yeah. Wayne I Trace beats Hamler. I think a lot. I think a lot of people in this area wish that that, that would happen. <laughs> um, but I believe the the Raiders uh, going going into this game, uh, knowing a Bill Inseman led team, uh, you have to keep the good old momentum on your side the whole entire game because once you give a little momentum to um hamler um they just run with it and it's it's game over yeah it, there's no way of stopping it once it once it starts snowballing there's no way you're gonna stop it there no matter you think you will have the momentum but then you realize that in reality hamler has it the whole hamler's gonna have it the whole entire time yes so uh, probably the keys to them for that game will most likely be keep the momentum on your side, limit the big limit the big plays, and um and also they're they're a very Hamler's a very physical team. They can be physical at, at times. But also I believe are they still running their spread concept over there? Um and not doing their old their uh their heavy power run that they always ran. I think it's a little more mixed now. I think they're going with what Liberty's doing and mixing it up slightly mm-hmm. I feel like they're predominantly run but I'm I think they're mixing in more of the pass in there because new ages now people want to pass the ball and not run it yeah that's uh that's you got a- those helicopter parents that uh complain why are they running the ball they're gonna get hurt if they run it every play well that's just football yeah 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 it's just football <laughs> okay so with that being said uh but personally though um Oh, it would be nice to see Wayne Trace beat Hamler. Um, we got Liberty versus Napoleon. Now, this is kind of a a kind of a known rivalry. You can kind it's of almost see. bigger than Patrick Henry versus Liberty. I thought it was Hamler. I thought it was Patrick Hamler. Patrick Hamler, my bad. Thank you for correcting me. No problem. Um, so Liberty's coming off a big win. Off, obviously, coming off a shutout win over um the Rams of Tenora. And Napoleon coming off a loss against the Bulldogs of Defiance. Uh, do you think Napoleon's going to be a little bit more motivated going into this game for be hungry for a win? Um, give me a second. Let me check the uh, the weather really quick. <laughs> you sound like my dad right now. Well, it's a, it's an important <laughs> uh, thing. Uh, next Friday, eighty-two degrees. You know what that kind of weather is. Oh, that's cramped weather for, for them. For them, yeah, for Liberty. Yeah. That's prime football weather. Yeah. So uh, I do not think they'll be more motivated with their uh, four-hour practices mm-hmm. that they had this past August. And I think they are uh, going to tap out uh, by the end of the first quarter. I think their starters are going to be tapping out. Hit yeah, I think, that, I think they're going to tap out, they're going to cramp up, and they're not going to be seen again ever again. I can believe that. Like old old trends don't die. They every well. Here's one thing I I actually uh, believe that it did not happen this year. Napoleon barely had any guys cramped this year. Shockingly. In defiance. Yes. Well, you know, they, they usually save all their cramps for Liberty. That way they can leave the field with their dignity and yes. uh, go go to school Monday and be like, oh yeah, I got really hurt. Be uh, big old football hot shots to the ladies, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but nope, they will cramp, guarantee it, uh, by the end of the first quarter. And uh, if they don't, well, it'll be sometime in the second. Yeah, um, uh, Liberty-wise, on the Liberty side, um, we all know how much we don't like Napoleon. Not, we, a, we, we not in the slightest. We do, do not, not like him. We do not like him at all. Don't have any respect for him. We have respect for Hamler, but not Napoleon. Yes, um, and we all know how Coach Moeller is when, when, he, when he sees Napoleon uh, on that schedule, we all know how he is when he sees Napoleon. Because I remember when they remember when they switched their playbook to the Wing T offense. I do. I and, also remember when uh, it was a Thursday night, I believe, and they were like burning a tiger. Like a oh yes, tiger. Yes, I remember uh, because um, the reason why they did that. I remember um, 
they had to, they couldn't do their burning of the bulldog because of weather, and so they did the burning of the tiger and did the chant. I believe we will win, and I believe um, they did not win. They did not win, and they <laughs> I, and they lost. I want to say twenty one nothing or twenty four nothing, and it was the look at this dude's hair Look at this dude's laugh in the background, um, just making fun of it, and um, I believe. Um, I think it's at some pizza place uptown in Napoleon that you can write stuff on there. And somebody puts, someone said, we believe you will lose is the final score <laughs> of that game. That's great. So, um, but anyways, though, we all know how much, how the coaches don't like Napoleon down there. Yeah. And honestly, and you got the Cruz brothers and Bockelman all from Napoleon. That's a lot of talent. So, yeah, right that, there. that is a lot of talent that Napoleon's missing out on. So um, I feel like they're going to have some bad blood uh, running through their veins, and I believe they're going to show them who's boss and just light them up. Oh, absolutely. So um, we got – and then we're going to go over to uh, Archibald versus St. Henry, the Max school that Archibald's going to be playing against uh, this week. Um, I believe when we were doing our research, this is the first time they're playing St. Henry. Yeah, it is the first time. So, um, it's going, well, they could have played a long time ago and we just couldn't find it. That is true. So, um, but Archibald going, going in this game, um, obviously we know, they kind of, we kind of know what their game plan is going to be. Get the run game, keep the run, uh, the run game alive, um, and that doesn't happen, then uh, obviously they're going to go to the throwing game, and if they can get both things rolling. A lot of play action, a lot of big plays can happen. Yep. And as long as they're as long as they keep their drives alive, hold on to the ball, um, and be able to keep the big plays to a minimal on the defensive side of the ball, they should be able to win this game. They should. Archibald's got talent. They utilize it. They should be able to come up with a win. It might be hard. To get some points on the board first half, but they keep pounding. I think they will win that game. Yes, and uh, St. Henry as the Max School. Um, we didn't do much. We we're just going based on reputation here right now. Um, not 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 know much knowledge on St. Henry, but it's a it is a Max School, and we all and like we said earlier, better off winning the state title. Than yeah, than getting the Mac. Um, Max so, tough league. Very tough. Um, so St. Henry most likely will be bringing their A game, um, like every other Mac school that that's thrown out there, um, and probably the keys to them will be they have to shut down the run game because if you can't get a run game going, you're not gonna win. No, unless you're an old school Brian spread team that just throws the ball everywhere. That um, is true. So. Uh, and if they can't shut down the run game and they get the passing game, if Archibald gets the passing game going, they're they're going to be in some trouble. They will be, be in big trouble. Yes. And just that, they just need to keep Archibald's big plays to a minimal. Can't really let moment like Archibald's just like almost similar to Hamler. Once they get once they get a little momentum, they go running with it. You know, Archibald's also very similar to Napoleon. They don't like to get hit. That's true. They've shown that in the recent, in recent. They can take hits for about Probably. a half, and then after that, if uh, they keep getting hit, they will give up, and uh, the momentum will turn. Yes, but like, like here's the thing, though. Um, as you said, as you just said, um, Archibald does like being hit. So if they keep on getting hit over and over and over, they will fold. But um, like I said, the like I said in the last episode that we had, um, most teams don't want to hit. So, but the Mac, but it's the Mac though. So yeah. they, so I feel like they're gonna bring down the hammer hard. Oh, so, very hard. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we go to the NLL now. Uh, Perrysburg versus versus Finley. Finley again is a is the team to talk about again. Uh, both teams coming off a loss. Perrysburg losing by three, and go figure, Finley losing by three. Ooh. So, um, both, both losses I, by three. 
Okay. So both teams are going to be really hungry for a W because knowing that they're only three points away of a victory. Well, I bet four points away from a victory. Um, or or three points away from an overtime game from overtime. Yes. Um, but personally though, I feel like Finley is going to be the more hungrier team, in my personal opinion. I can be- see it because mo because am I I think. AW is the team you don't really want to lose to because then they're just going to go talk smack about you for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Perrysburg, I want to say they're probably similar to it, but they have a culture, in my personal opinion. Um, but, yeah, I I truly think the Trojans uh, will come in be marching uh, against Perrysburg and be and – ho- and probably this is going to be a – this is going to be a physical game, most likely. This will be a physical game. I think Perrysburg will take it, the game. I think really? they can do it this week. Really? Yeah. Oops. NLL team, they don't, they don't want to be 0-2. Yeah, I don't. Because then they're going to be down there with Napoleon. Why would you want to be 0-2 and, with Napoleon? And, and mommy. mommy, yeah. And no, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I can yeah, see them wanting to be up there with AW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, score-wise, uh, it looks like Finley is... If Finley held AW to nine points, that they could. It is. Do you think it's possible that uh, Finley be able to keep Perrysburg under double digits? It is possible, but I think Perrysburg might have just a little bit more talent than AW, and I think Perrysburg might be able to get into double digits. I think they might be able to get into the low twenties if uh, low twenties if they keep the momentum on their side. Agreed, agreed. But we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Um, when we get to uh, well, the end of the uh, the end of Friday night. Yeah, we will see. And we're gonna go on to the last game uh, here. Uh, that's that's uh, on our radar. Walpaw Canetta versus Ottawa Glendorf. Um, obviously Walpaw is coming off a loss against Marion Local, and OG is coming off a loss. Against oh man I forgot already go me uh, let's see oh yes Eastwood thank you thank you sir um yeah so OG coming off a loss against Eastwood and Walpaw coming off oh, basically a, a, the the king of Division Seven football um. I, but the thing is, though, the difference between Marion Local and Eastwood, Marion Local is a state champion. They're year in, year out state champions every year. Yes, they are. And Walpaw couldn't score a single point against Eastwood. Now, do I think I think OG will be I hungry? think you meant OG couldn't score a single point against Eastwood. What did I say? Walpaw. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> Man, my mind's in a million places right now. <laughs> that's that's just great. Go me. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the correction. You're welcome. But anyways, though, both teams will be hungry for a victory, but with Walpaw scoring seven points. Here's the thing, though. Going into the fourth quarter, Walpaw, it was a tied game, 7-7. So, Walpaw, I guess, I guess they just ran out of steam, I guess. Yeah. It's I, That's pretty good to keep up with the max school, though. It is pretty good, yes. And OG, they stuck around with East. They didn't stick around with Eastwood very long. Um, I... Tr- I I probably I can see Wapaw slaughtering OG pretty easily. Oh, without a doubt. Because if you're able to hang with a Mac school, that's that's telling, that's saying something. Yeah. Bro. If you're able to hang with them with almost three full quarters, literally three full quarters, um, that that tells you something. That now, tells you a lot. Yeah, but the fourth quarter though, it kind of questions: Are they were they tired? Did they run out of steam? Or they or just had some crucial bad plays that cost them the game. Yeah. So we we don't know those answers, unfortunately. It would be nice though. Um. So, but I can see I. So the keys for those two teams, um, obviously, like I've said, for the other ones, limit the big plays. Keep keep the ball, um, on your side. Don't turn turn it over. Um. And like like thing is though. It's the WBL though. They're very competitive. They ha- they're a tough league to win in, majority of the time. Um, so we'll see. We'll see though because you don't. You just don't know because on the game because on paper right now it looks like Wapa's gonna win this easily. Yeah. But 
we don't play the game on paper. That's why we don't. That's why we don't play it like that. Because otherwise, my senior year we would never be in Genoa. That's true. Because on paper, a lot of people were saying that we had no chance. So was your student section when they Same, were up yeah. at uh, with forty seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were like, they're, they, "Yeah, this game's over. We're not. We're not going to win this what game." What was the chance? I believe that we just won. Oh yeah, yes. The Before Genoa. we turn the ball over. No, this was a uh, Genoa. Yeah, they they were chanting. We didn't turn the ball over. We scored. I said, well, yeah, I said before. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah, it's fourth down still, and we still yeah. had another do- or play yeah, to we run. Got, got moved back on a four, got moved back, and then all before that, I think Coach Muller called a timeout, and if you, if anyone decides to go back and listen to the audio of WNDH audio, you go to that in that specific area. If you listen closely, you can hear in the background the Genoa student section chanting, we believe we just won. And, well, after that, well, history kind of tells what happened after that. Um, so that's uh, to our student section. Um, if it's a close game and the opposing team still has one point left, please, for the love of God, don't say I believe we just won because you don't know what could happen. Because you really don't know. Nope. Football, can I know, can football I is a very humbling sport. Yes. If you aren't humble, it will humble you. <laughs> yes. And it will you will be forever remembered. Oh, well, that, that school will be forever be remembered. Uh basically jinxing the team. Yeah. From from that. So it, I think that's pretty funny though. Um so we're just gonna so with that being said, um that was the last game on our radar that we're gonna keep that we're gonna uh those games that we just mentioned are on our radar for a game of the week, so we're have yet to make a decision on that one, but we have a few games in mind that we are thinking about uh, using uh, this week, so... Um, Stay tuned to find out which one we pick for game of the week. Yes, indeed. And same thing for... Uh, we have yet to look at the other schedules of the shitbowl of the week. That is true. Uh, we have yet to figure out which one we have decided yet. We haven't looked, believe it or not, we have not looked at that one yet, because usually we just come up with jokes for that one. But we hadn't uh, looked at them yet. I somehow don't know how, but we haven't. Um, with that being said, um, Jake, so what you, what's your overall thinking of the Tenora of the Tenora game? Um, well, I'm not gonna lie. Tenora started off strong. I feel like they they played a solid first few drives, and then uh, I think once we started uh, scoring, they started having their spirits broken. And I guess the main takeaways was once we hit 14 points, I believe they got right back on the bus and did not want to be there. Yes, they're offensively they looked like they were ready. They were ready to go. But the one thing that caught my eye is that they went five wide. They went trips. They went. They went with quads on their on a few of their drives. I was not expecting that to be honest with you. And that's that. I never. I have never seen Kenny Krauss ever run a spread style. Um, Formations ever. I don't. I don't even recall the last time he even did that. I can't remember either. You know, another thing that caught my eye was how easy it was to break individual players' spirits on Tenora's team. Oh yes, I absolutely. remember watching or stiff arm somebody, and that kid fell right to the ground, and he, he had just, a hard time getting up. He just laid there. Like, he just laid there. It. He didn't fall funny. It wasn't like. A hard like stiff arm, or just didn't let him tackle him, and he did not get up. Yeah, um, and he had somebody up come from behind him and like help him up from his team. I was like, yeah, that kid's broken. Yeah, his spirits uh, so, are down. Same thing with their quarterback. Uh, their quarterback seemed to be um um the his spirit broke after Matt Orr came out of nowhere and laid the lumber on him. Oh, that was a good hit. That was a that was amazing a really good hit. hit. So he so with that being said, Matt Orr, congratulations. You got the hit of the week in our personal opinions. Yeah. Um so obviously that's kind of biased a little bit because we don't know how the other teams did with their film and all that. But hey, if you spread the word, you got players that you got other people that play on those teams, send us or send us videos or anything. We'll look at them and we'll determine on the uh, the hit of the week. We will. Um, no, we're not like NWO who hands out plaques or post- we hand out cheeseburgers. We hand out cheeseburgers. So with that, so um, yeah, 
if you get the Mr. Mador, get a hold of us. We will get you a cheeseburger. Yeah. Or if Zeb, if Zebediah, or and I know I'm saying that wrong because everyone calls him Zeb, but I like saying Zebediah because, well, I think it'll be funny, and I feel like he's smiling right now if he's listening <laughs> to this. So hi Zeb, I miss you, buddy. <laughs> um, so yeah, if um, uh, Matt Orr or Mr. Zeb Orr is listening to us right now, uh, congratulations. Uh, your son is or an athlete. Is an athlete, a beast. And uh, he's got the cheeseburger of the hit of the week. Congratulations. Um, for us on the opening kickoff, though, I was a tad bit worried because we muffed that, muffed the uh, the opening kickoff. Yeah. I did get a little bit worried on that, but shortly after that, on the first play, when Zane went running down uh, down the sideline on that QB blast, I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're fine, we're fine. And then, obviously, we broke their spirits after, well, they broke their spirits after they started driving, after we got the second score and all that. And I truly think, after the first touchdown, I think uh, Tenora fans and Tenora players have some PTSD of the train horn. Because if, <laughs> if you don't remember, because if you don't remember, uh, Carrie, Carrie's football team, uh, they got a guy who ha- who drives a, who brings a train horn to their field. Yep. And uh, it's louder than ours, unfortunately. But... Um, I truly think they have some PTSD and have some old flashbacks of of Carrie uh, scoring on them with that with that train. Horn. Oh yeah, on every single score or every. I don't think we they never did. They, we never sound ours on third downs or something like that, right? Yeah. Um. But the thing is, though, I when I when I heard that train horn, I'm like, oh shoot, it's back this year, <laughs> and I don't. I remember. I don't remember who drives it. Who who even owns it? I remember someone told me who owns it, but I don't remember the name, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, it's a. It's nice that it's it, it adds to the atmosphere of Liberty Center. Oh, it makes it, it fun. Oh yeah, it makes it a lot of fun. Um. So. Yeah. So, in my personal opinion, though, Liberty played like they were supposed to. I was hoping the score was going to be a little bit bigger because I think I predicted a 42-7 victory. But it's it's fine, though. We won. We had a running clock, yep. which is totally fine. And our defense showed that we can, that they can they don't bend. They can bend, but they don't break. Yep. Now, if we played against a good team like Archibald or something like that and we played like we did on Friday against Sonora, um, we could be in some serious trouble. Oh, yeah. It definitely could be. But it is week one. We have next week to get it figured out, fixed out. Yep. Uh, we still got, I believe, Wasion's uh, Liberty's home opener. I could be wrong. I'm not home opener. League opener. I could be wrong on that one. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yes, I am right. Uh, Wasion is Liberty Center's first league game at Wasion. Ooh. And so we all know how uh, Wasion's sidelines are. It's made up freaking paper mache yeah oh, no, my bad not paper mache um, oh what is it called sandpaper sandpaper <laughs> that turf is made of sandpaper you do not if you're a player from Liberty and you're somehow listening to this right now you do not want to be sliding uh, with bare skin on that stuff you no. do not want that you will you will hate yourself for a while um so yeah uh we'll see how Liberty uh, compares for Napoleon. Uh, we all know as long as we hit, as long as we bring down the hits and hit them hit them hard over and over, they will fold. And I I think the magic number is twenty fourteen or twenty one points. Um, if you score more than those than those two point uh those two scores, Napoleon they are just like okay we we're done we're, yeah we're done we're done. That's what happened last. That's what's happened last what three years now. Three years, yeah. So once we get ahead by three possessions, they just they just give up, and that that's the reason why Napoleon's not as good as they once were. It's because once they're getting down by two or three possessions, they just give up. Yeah. So and, those kids like it easy, and we don't make it easy for them. Yeah. So yeah, that it's football though. Life is not easy when you play football. No, it's not easy. It's not going to be handed to you. It's not it. That's not how you play the game. If, you're, uh-uh. if you think that's the game, if you think that's the way the game's played, um, you're playing the wrong sport. You really are. So, um, real quick, we're gonna go over social medias, and we're gonna close out. Um, Marco's, well, we got Marco's pick'em polls. 
um, on Instagram, my my alternate Instagram page. That way we post our power, our updated power rankings and um, episodes and the polls for Friday for Fridays. Um, we also got TikTok. Go and we actually plan on hopefully using utilizing that account eventually. Yeah. With reactions, hopefully. Uh, it'll it'll kick up around uh, college, college season start and NFL season start. Oh yeah, with that, I forgot to mention that. Um, Make sure you stay tuned for the explicit uh, college and NFL uh, coverage. So, yes. It's going it's to be a little bit more of um, a lot more language added to that one, to those two, but not much. Right, Jake? Correct. You hesitated there. No promises. <laughs> All right. If it's funny, it's funny. That's true. It, it, that is true. Um, uh, hopefully, we're going to utilize that TikTok account. And For uh, some over and underrated. That is uh, yes, the, what yes. we are looking to use Yes. as one of our topics on there. Yes, absolutely. And um, also, sneak peek for you guys. Um, also on my Snapchat, on my Snapchat, if you don't, if you haven't added already, uh, you got Phil Snow's halftime show. Who will be joining the crew eventually? Yes, very soon. Yes, he will be coming in on the game for the game day episode. Uh, he's going to be our stati- our statistics guy uh, because Phil Snow, um, he he broadcasts with um, Spike Whitman, uh, with Spike Whitman and Mark Bly with JB Games for. Yep. Um, uh, for football and um, basketball games, and Phil Snow what knows what he's talking about. So uh, we look forward to adding Phil to the crew. Um, but like I said, though, he will be uh, joining us on the game day episode, and we look forward to working with Mr. Snow. Yes. So, um, but also don't forget though, if you don't have my Snapchat, uh, add that because that's where you're going to get some high quality content of Phil Snow's halftime show. Yes. And it's it, I tell you, Phil Snow's halftime show is amazing. I'll tell you that. Now, last week, um, he actually, we originally we were gonna have Jake do the halftime show, but um, at last, but um, Phil Snow sent me a whole entire video of what he wanted to say. So um, he he got he got his he got his halftime show. I'm very so grateful he, for Phil, uh, for Phil. I don't think I could have filled his shoes. That's yeah, a lot so. of Phil right there. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <High> knee slap. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, but uh, like I said, though, we look forward to having Phil Snow working with us. Yes, so, we do. So that's going to be that, – we're going to have a blast. Um, with that being said, I'm your host, Isaiah Markle. Co-host, Jake Lubinsky. And this is the Enzo Militia. <laughs>